Fit for Life Radio, episode 85. Your hosts, myself, Gary, and William. And we have special guest. <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble already. <laughs> William. Julia McMasters. Hi. That's Julia. She is a intern at Coastal Strength and Fitness. And have you graduated? Are you like done with your first level of school? Yeah, so I just graduated from the University of Delaware um, with a bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics, and I had a minor in disability studies. And then I go on to my dietetic internship in the fall up in Boston to become a registered dietitian. So it's kind of like grad school, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. It's like super specific for yeah. diet dietetics. Diet right. Dietetics. That sounds real fancy. That's kind of a fun word to say. <laughs> Dietetics. dietetics a lot of people are like what the heck is that yeah. i didn't know what it was i saw like a pamphlet for like a college and it was like dietetics i bet that's nutrition <laughs> i mean yeah that's the best that <laughs> you know what it makes with. me think of like robotics for some reason dietetics like you're stacking <laughs> making things but what so what we're gonna do today is dive in with julia on kind of yeah what got her interested in all this stuff and nowadays with social media i'm sure people are exposed to different things more so maybe um you can kind of dive in with your interest more so. I remember when I got into exercise, nutrition, fitness, all that, it was basically through like a men's fitness magazine. The magazines, man. And then from there, all you really have was like three books you could get. And I remember one of them, or the one I got was the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger the Encyclopedia. <laughs> And you think back to, I mean, that was it. Like, yeah. And then you would either have to like, yeah, take a college course so you could get textbooks. You, know, you go to the library and there'd be like a book from 1972 that mm -hmm. was talking that about was it. <laughs> it was like doing deep knee bends. <laughs> we think that you should eat. I don't even think they had nutrition advice. Nah, they just ate food. That's what <laughs> but, they used to um, do. So now it's just crazy, the access to information. But then with that easy access now, you have to almost kind of like wage your way through filter through that a lot more than we used than we did when we started mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like most people julia i think you were an athlete which gets a lot of people interested in you know the physicality which leads to fitness and stuff so just kind of talk about yeah maybe um your background with sports and things like that and then Besides seeing the pamphlet on diet, dietetics. <laughs> dietetics. Um, I'm going to say that all day. What sparked your interest with that? Yeah, so I played soccer growing up, and then in high school, I decided I want to run cross country. And that was what started my interest in nutrition, but it started off in a little bit of a disordered interest because it wasn't like, oh, I want to get into nutrition because I think it will fuel me and I'll be able to run better. It was like, oh, the fastest girls are really lean. I need to get into nutrition because I need to lose weight. Um never really became like obsessive until I started to become a little bit more serious about running and then it was all day long I was just doing research on like weight loss and quote-unquote nutrition um and then you know once I kind of once that like bit me in the butt once I like started to get injured a lot um the interest in nutrition kind of shifted to like actual nutrition mm -hmm. um as so opposed to before you were looking more performance and just weight loss, weight loss yeah. yeah and then it was like whoa now this is affecting my bones why is that and then as i had to quit running um i got very into like the fitness side and then you know just my interest in nutrition has just evolved in the last mm -hmm. eight years a lot but it all started from running and from wanting to lose weight to be faster mm -hmm. um and it i will say like it did evolve into a way that like i'm very grateful for how it started because i would have never gotten into the field if it weren't mm -hmm. for that in the first place yeah and a lot of people i think end up in it from maybe some frustration or things like that that's, yeah, that's how i that's really common it. for all of us mm -hmm. yeah yeah is you know i was always scrawny and weak same and insecure so then i you know start working out and then you 
want to learn more or maybe it doesn't come as easy as it does for other people so then you dive into why certain things work and really it, it helps make you make you a better coach when you kind of mm-hmm. come from that you have aspect. to struggle yeah yeah so. that's the thing too like I know that this is the field that I'm supposed to be in because I, of all the things that I've been through like it's just going to make me a better dietitian and coach like if you can read all the research but if you haven't been through it yourself it's just it's completely different yeah experience and as you're learning when you know at the gym when we meet new people and most of our clients are 40 and over looking to lose weight get healthy but not just lose which we'll get into maybe yeah everyone starts with i want to lose weight Mm -hmm. right which is super general statement really no one wants to just lose weight they want to lose body fat which we can break down and that can go in the direction of health and performance so your main thing it wasn't so much probably that you wanted to lose weight it's that yeah i wanted to lose body fat which yeah it does make people more efficient runners because you have less mm-hmm. um less weight know, less weight to, to move from point a to point b but as you probably experience if you just go about it like hey let me lose weight you lose weight but you're not fueling yourself properly it can lead to losing muscle bone loss things like that which are not going to help performance and definitely not going to help health and that's where it gets detailed and nuanced and people typically need help because yeah we can just go i'm gonna eat a less or find some diet and cut out a bunch of food groups and lose weight but it doesn't mean that it's the best thing going on happening so when you went to college were you did you run it in college yeah so i ended up walking onto the team um about a month into college and yeah i made it for about a little over a year and then i got my fourth stress fracture Mm -hmm. and was like all right i yeah gotta cut it here they act the doctors told me in high school she should not be running in college like they told my dad they pulled him aside and they were like do not let her run in college he was like i don't know what to tell you man like she wants to run in college so and you know i was able to reverse the bone density problem so that Mm -hmm. i don't regret any of that does anyone else appreciate the irony of walking on to to the (laughs) cross-country team team. (laughs) so for those not listening (laughs) If you're a college athlete, sometimes you have scholarship, but you can also basically try out for the team and make the team, and it's called walking on. So in like, so you'll hear it a lot with football and basketball. Hey, they were, they were a walk-on. But my twisted sense of humor just appreciated that you walked on to the cross-country team. I ran team. on to the <laughs> yeah. cross-country team. But, um, okay, so the bone issues now – mostly did you kind of find out about that from you started so did you start getting all the injuries after you tried to diet a bunch to lose weight yeah so i would say like sophomore year of high school i started to like really cut calories Mm. started to lose weight pretty rapidly and then i was getting faster and then junior year i was in really good shape and all of a sudden i lost i had lost my period for i think like three months and then i got it back for a couple and then i lost it for nine months and at that point like at the end of those nine months, like my energy was just horrible. I was collapsing after workouts. Like it was not a good position to be in. And then probably like four months after that, when I got my period back, I got my first stress fracture. And that, so that was the end of junior year. Um, going into senior year, I knew that I wanted to run in college. Um, but I was coming off of being on crutches for eight weeks. So the shape yeah. does not come back quickly. <laughs> and then as soon as I got back in shape, my femur fractured. Um, so then mm. there was another few months. And then the third one was three months after that one. So it was just like back just to back to back. Like, yeah. yeah. So were you just kind of taking the shotgun approach and just like eating less? Yeah. Just like, for just lack of better up. words, almost like kind of starving yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That wrestling diet. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, is that's a tough experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because, and you learn, and I, and then I could see where that would motivate you to want to help people because unfortunately that's the approach most people take is I want to lose weight and I'm just going to eat as little as possible. And, and, and then normally yeah, and pair that with, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm a gonna do a ton of exercise. Yeah. Now yours was more of a sport. You weren't necessarily like, I'm doing this for mm-hmm. exercise, but you see what starts to happen. Still the, the same effect though. The right. mismatch that, and that's something we always try to get across to clients is, 
like more is not better yeah it's not sustainable i Uh, think enough is better yeah yeah like you just want to create if weight loss fat loss is the goal it's like you want to create a small deficit um and just because a little yeah now you're losing a lot of people that have a tendency well let me just do even less so i can lose faster but what people don't realize is yeah then you start to lose bone and muscle Mm. and is no bueno yeah yeah so now um, so you went through that experience and now let's talk about, which I think is interesting. It's the more, you know, we're working with you and I always flashback. And I started when I was 20 and finishing up college and I was a, started when I was a trainer, when I was 20, 21, you're 22, 22. So I always like, it's like yeah. flashbacks, but, and again, back then it was like, you had your cert and the internet was kind of starting so i could kind of find like an ebook or two yep and but for the most part you were just kind of train people and you learned but you you'll have a lot of questions and follow a lot of people on like instagram and Mm -hmm. youtube what's it like having so you're going through school you're getting educated through that and then also there is all this information out there how does that pull you and and yeah Yeah, is that hard it's very overwhelming because the stuff that they teach you in school is what they've been teaching for years. And then it's like, if you want to go off and do research on another topic, you can find research on everything. And so it's just a matter of like filtering out what your philosophy is because all the big people on Instagram or whatever, they all have like different philosophies. And I'm sure there's research on all of that stuff to like make it, you know. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Pull, yeah. Pull, make anything correct. You yeah. Can. So, you know. It's hard. I mean, I think it all comes down to like the same things. Mm-hmm. It's just like the nitty gritty stuff. And it's interesting to like read and learn about, but yeah. And a lot of stuff can be right. And a lot of stuff can be wrong. It's context dependent. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. the answers typically, it depends. Yeah. I was thinking the other day I was eating a meal and you could look at pretty much anything you eat and realize that you could find some article online that says that every component of that meal is Bad. awful and right. bad and you can also find every component of that meal is amazing and awesome yeah. so and and you as a student learning to do this as a career but the crazy thing is uh someone who has tons of other responsibility and re- can, is also in the same situation and then they they're getting overwhelmed which is why it's even more important to have coaches and trainers who do it for you right mm-hmm. this this is really the process like of you learn all this stuff so you can distill it down and help give clients actionable steps and give them very simple answers too yeah and i feel like it all comes down to like what's actually practical like you can do research on like the keto diet but is everyone actually gonna do it yeah yeah, it's just not Mm -hmm. reasonable to assume that everyone can do it so it's that's that's the hardest part with so much information is like there's so many things that are like optimal Mm-hmm. but like optimal doesn't matter at all when it you come like when you start talking about real people and yeah. real life and all these different circumstances mm-hmm. and variables like then it's just like what works what actually works mm-hmm. in real life real life and all of that research kind of goes out the window so to speak because you know if it doesn't work in practice then what's yeah. what's the point yeah mm-hmm. i know like for me i was uh yeah ideally if you want to break down nutrients right so for my carbs i'll have rice a lot and lately i've been doing potatoes and potatoes yeah they have more potassium more micronutrients more fiber all this but they're a little more annoying to cook you know so i like you know i'll have to peel them or steam looks so so, whereas the rice laziest cook i've ever met my entire life i can put in the uh, rice cooker like it's nothing it's yeah. just boom you set it and then it can sit in there whereas the potatoes is just more war- more stuff to clean and so i'll buy them <laughs> and then they sit there more often because then i end up not doing it it's not a part of my routine and so i always try to relate this stuff when it happens to me to regular people mm-hmm. right who don't even do this for a living and then you realize yeah like you can't and it's our slogan progress over perfection but i'm always reminded daily that how true that is, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, man, it would be better if all my rice was replaced with potatoes. But then when I, but in pre- actuality, um, this, it just doesn't happen because, um, and honestly, like I have the time and stuff to do it. It's just, I'm lazy. So 
but having rice ready is better than relying on uh, crackers, you yeah. know. Yeah. So or cereal. People have to. In 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 in, in, in uh, the end of the day, it, it's not going to matter that much, right? No. Like just make a good choice, be consistent, control your total intake, and you know set something up that you can do consistently yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the the quote-unquote perfect choice and the perfect like combination of foods like what yeah. you do works perfect like you're good so now that you're which would be fun you're learning a lot at the gym as far as kind of working with people who a little bit are raising their hand because they're like i'm interested in the gym and coaching and then when you finish up your degree and you go do your internship in boston it'll be more in a clinical setting right yeah, so it's like clinical and community and food service. So they just kind of give you a taste of all of the areas of nutrition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a different scene than, yeah. what, than what we do. Yeah. <laughs> do you find now working with real people and as you get into that, that it makes you more excited and, you know, more like eager to kind of be in the industry? And more feel hungry. Yeah, more yeah hungry. for sure. I mean... Because if you look at like all the things that I learned in school, it's all this stuff, but it's just on paper. Mm-hmm. And then you take it into a real scenario and you're like, wait, this stuff is real. Like it all actually works. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it makes me excited that our, the profession is going this way. And yeah, yeah. they're teaching us what is real. <laughs> now I know, so, you know, you were the runner, a runner, and you had your experience with the eating, but what about a year or so ago a little over a year ago you really got into the training side of things which was one reason too why you wanted to work at a gym Mm -hmm. for that angle which for most people they go hand in hand people need to exercise and move and i know a lot of times we put emphasis on you know making sure people control their nutrition especially when it comes to your body composition but exercise is like essential Mm -hmm. you need it we need to move and have resistance and do these things so what kind of got you into the like weight training and things like that do you still run anymore um do you miss it what's what's your kind of fitness approach look like now yeah so i actually always lifted like twice a week with a trainer throughout high school just to be in better running shape um and once i got rejected senior year for for the team going into like college I didn't really know if I wanted to try to walk on because I instead of putting all my focus on the cardio I put it in the the two lifting sessions a week I just had so much fun with it and I was like man I kind of want to do this but then it was like I got into running and I was in good shape and I was like no I'm gonna go for this um so I always had lifted and I always really enjoyed it it was like one of my favorite parts of like my weekly training um and it's funny because before I even started running like even in middle school, I was like, when I'm finished running, I'm going to bodybuild or, you know, mm-hmm. weightlift. And I don't know why my heart was like tugging me towards that, but I always just knew that like, that was what I w- wanted to end up doing. Um, so once I quit running, that was, I, I quit after my fourth stress fracture. So I was like, I can't run. I could barely do any cardio cause it was my femur again. So I just had to lift every day. And I was like, man, this is really fun. <laughs> but I still had that like, I have to do six to eight hours of cardio a week still. And so honestly, it took like a year and a half for me to stop doing that. Um, but yeah, the more I just got into like the research of lifting and learning about how to lift and finding new workouts, I just got more and more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was about a year, probably only a year ago that I like stopped doing cardio um, and kind of went all in with lifting. Welcome. Um, <laughs> thank you. Welcome yeah. aboard. <laughs> I mean, I like lifting and, and you say bodybuilding, obviously it can be taken to the extremes of right. the sport, which is fine. It's like any sport, like football is extreme. Like who's going to go smash mm-hmm. their head into other people's heads over and over. Um, so that's, what's great about sports is you get to watch people push the limits and boundaries of things. But in general, for the average person, I think it has a great message because you're, you're supporting building up right Mm -hmm. when a lot of times people approach fitness it's like i gotta lose i gotta break myself down exactly and you're saying hey i want to build muscle i want to gain strength so it's just that's a good mindset to have and and it's super scalable there's like progressions that's why Mm -hmm. i always liked it is you can say okay well here's where i am you can kind of map out yeah and it's cool because you can like play around with different workouts you can 
see what happens if you like eat this many grams of protein or whatever it is mm-hmm. like you can play mm-hmm. around with it and just see what happens and it's yeah. you know it's cool because it goes beyond just like the physical mm-hmm. and it teaches you a lot of like i guess strength and i don't yeah. know you just learn a lot along the way and it's just been like a fun yeah experiment i guess and that's, a, that's some, all it is yeah. like yeah. forever is just one good yeah. cool experiment yeah. and you can change variables as you go and if you're really into it have a good time yeah yeah yeah. And I think it can help lead to a very healthy mindset with food again, because it comes to, it's not just about losing weight, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, if you do want to lose, it's specifically body fat and you're, and you're super cautious about, well, I don't want to lose muscle and I still want to progress with my workouts. So then nutrition isn't just about like, let me just eat as little as possible. You're like, man, how I want to be as efficient as possible. And what's the best things to eat to support my activity yeah i've i've always said like the gym kind of saved me from my eating disorder because it was the first place that i ever felt like my build was welcomed like Mm -hmm. i didn't have to feel like this pressure to lose weight to like perform better it was just like eat so that i can lift heavier and build my bones up and so i don't know it was just it was a cool like seeing the shift in my mindset Mm-hmm. When I started going all in with the lifting, like food just looked different to me and yeah. I looked different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my relationship with myself and with food was just totally different. Yeah. And that's something we see with clients. As you know, when we normally work with a lot of people, we'll kind of have calories and protein. And when you tell people to eat more of something like protein, it, like they're, it's hard for them it to wrap their, their brain around it because everything should be about deprivation. Mm-hmm. It should right? be about less. Um, so yeah, again, it kind of helps plant that seed of like this is this is about you know more than less. Mm-hmm. All these puns. But um, so now we have you know kind of what you had to overcome, you know, with, and and how you started out with really like most people's initial whether they're starting when they're 40 or when they're 16, it's like, I need to lose weight. It's this visual thing. And I'm just going to eat as little as possible and hopefully see that happen. But then it leads to, you know, losing muscle, losing bones, which then can lead to injuries and pain and stuff like that. So now with your training, your conditioning, and I think what a lot of people have to remember with conditioning is, well, for one, when you're, resistance training you're you're still getting some conditioning Mm -hmm. like your heart's elevating you're working it and if you walk you're getting movement and a little bit of conditioning and then beyond that conditioning's it's dependent on what you need it for you know yeah if you're sport uh, running is your sport you're going to need more right or if you play football you're going to need a certain type of conditioning but for most people if you you just need to walk or at least have the capability of being able to run like a mile Mm -hmm. i don't know in our current environments where where you would ever need to run more than a mile um but so yeah so sometimes doing more of something like that it has diminishing returns Mm -hmm. so it's being okay with enough yeah yeah and it's hard to like let go of that especially if you've been so set in your mind that like this is the way it's hard Mm -hmm. to just let it go and just see what happens also because it takes a while like my Mm -hmm. body didn't change overnight it's like people want that Mm -hmm. but it's not it's not what's going to happen. It just doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. And I think where you'll have an advantage as a coach into the future is you've experienced all this at a young age and now you're learning everything. And when you're meeting with most people, they're going, a lot of people, it may not hit them until later in life where they're like, oh, I got to lose weight. And then they literally pretty much do the exact approach. But that at you've 45 ex- or yeah, 50. That you've experienced. I'm going to eat a bunch. I'm going to do a ton of cardio. And I'm going to enter this mental state of deprivation, mm-hmm. whereas we know we want to get them to, hey, like fall in love with training, building your strength, do, you know, having your body be capable. Yeah. Being and, proud of what you can do. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where you want to be. So what do you think will be kind of um, like your biggest challenge going forward with, with diluting everything or like taking like practical experience and then book experience and like moving forward. I think like a huge challenge is just going to be convincing people that like 
we know what we're doing because there's just so much information online Mm -hmm. and everybody will come in saying like, well, I read this and you're like, okay, well, and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, you put and with our nutrition, like that's literally the biggest challenge is we can have, we have clients suggesting to us things that they maybe think they should be doing because they saw it on they heard it on fit for life and i can't lie (laughs) i used to do the same thing like i would go to like doctors would be like you need to go to a dietitian you know with bones and stuff and i'd be sitting there like i'm not going to do anything that what they tell me to do Mm -hmm. like i think i know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and so it's Mm -hmm. trying to like yeah show you you know like just Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. try it. And it's trusting another yeah. person too. Like you have to, yeah. people have to trust us to, to give them, you know, the information and the, and the, the plan to go forward. And if they don't like, they're going to keep trying yeah. their own thing. Mm-hmm. And the reality is different things work. Oh yeah. And that really the challenge and thing we have to get people to do is actually do something. Cause Just try right. it. You most, have to try something. Most people you meet have a good idea of what they should be doing, but they just don't do it. Never mm-hmm. take action. So it's really more just. Now you have someone breathing down your neck and you actually do these things mm-hmm. and providing that accountability and, and whatnot. I think so. that's the biggest part of like nutrition coaching. Like most people mm-hmm. have an idea of what to do. Like you said, like you probably shouldn't have pizza for every meal or, you know, eat candy all day. But when you have somebody that you have to kind of report back to or that's going to check in on you, you're going to change your habits a little bit because mm-hmm. of that. So that's, I think, the more valuable part of it. Yeah. Because the information's out there. Information's everywhere. It's almost too much, mm-hmm. but... So one thing I find interesting is you were able to turn the mental corner from, you know, your initial, you know, all the injuries, which for a lot of people, you can almost get PTSD and just be afraid to do anything. But the resistance training specifically was kind of like the catalyst to flip your script and see food differently and really embrace and feel confident with everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think... Like, I always felt like a bigger runner, and mm-hmm. I think that was, like, probably my biggest struggle with running was because I always, always, always just felt this pressure to, like, get leaner. I never felt quite right in a uniform, um, and sometimes I liked that because mm-hmm. I was like, I can run at this weight, and everyone else is a lot skinnier than me, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it really ate me alive, and then once I lifted, I was like... You know, I yeah. I this can be strong and big and yeah. <laughs> feel good. Um, and somewhat of a, a tangent, like listening to you talk about this, I think back to when I played sports and I played baseball mostly, and I was always smaller. And at the end of the day, the best players and the ones that get the D one college scholarships are they they're bigger, they're, yeah. right? They're like they had more. They're taller, typically over six feet naturally bigger stronger and you would always feel inferior inferior right and it's now being older you look back and i mean you see when you're younger like that yeah there's all these observational things that you notice and at the end of the day that kind of is how sports work is like the olympics is the perfect like experiment and you see where Certain body top, uh, types mm-hmm. gravitate to being good at certain sports because it, it, they lend themselves to certain sports, and it's it's um, kind of the way it is. It's not. It doesn't mean you're you're bad or wrong or good or anything like that. It's just what it is. Yeah, and right? so much of it was like genetics. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not the type to healthily be 110 pounds. Like, it, yeah, it just yeah, I can't run fast at that weight because I'm gonna break. <laughs> yeah, and it's being okay with that and maybe learning those things and. Um, Actually, Diego and I were talking about this because we both naturally have more runner builds, Mm -hmm. right? Can be really lean, smaller bone structure, um, and naturally was good at running from a young age, never got hurt with it. But then we really, at one point, were into, yeah, you fall into weightlifting and there's powerlifting and CrossFit and things like, and you get injured really easily and you're like why can't you know and i'm gonna force this and but then you realize the people who rise to the top have like super thick bones and joints and and typically just bigger structures to Mm -hmm. where um they can kind of withstand it and you could be really upset about that but the reality is you you find where um you do what 
you can do and you just enjoy it. And that's, that's the hard part with sports as a teenager, right? Mm -hmm. Is no one really just goes to play the sport anymore for fun and like, Hey, do good for you. It's, it is such a like high, highly competitive high stakes, mm -hmm. atmosphere and it takes, and then you, people end up in your situation, mm -hmm. right? Or what happened in my situation more so different sport is people start taking steroids and stuff, you know? So in baseball, it's rampant and, and it starts in high school as kids are like, Oh my gosh, I got to keep up. I got to be bigger, stronger, faster. And they turn to where it's like with the running, it's like, I got to be smaller, leaner, lighter. Mm -hmm. You turn to not eating. And then in something like baseball, it's like, I got to be bigger, stronger, faster, start taking steroids. And, um, that's none of, none of that's good. Nah. So which yeah. is a whole, whole different subject. Yeah, that's a whole um, different podcast, but we can tie it back into. So as, as with coaching and you meet people later in life, but some of these things from 20 years ago before, or for you three or four years, <laughs> um, affect their decision-making down the road. And then as a coach, it's, it's it's, and we talk about this as you're learning how important it is to um, get people to know, like, and trust you so that they can open up because these things affect them. And, it, and a lot of times tell those stories don't come up, then it's hard to get people to make change and make breakthroughs. Yeah, I think that's something that has already helped me is like, so after I quit, I mean, I gained weight very steadily until about a year ago. So I gained 30 pounds and I've lost the 30 pounds in the last year. So like I've been at that side of the spectrum too. So like mm -hmm. I can help with, it's, it was a different situation. Like I had to gain the weight to, you know, reverse the bone density yeah. problem. But like, again, I lost it. So like, I know mm -hmm. what it takes. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that that's only going to help be able to relate and For sure. be empathetic. Cause I understand yeah. that like, it's hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know, going through those things is, important because if people don't think that like you everything just came to easy and natural then they'll they, they write you off yeah they write you off mm -hmm. and it's harder to, exactly. to know like and trust so and um and i think that's the thing most people like listening should trust is that most people that are in the industry have had struggles that's why they're still in it because they want to help and that's people. why they coach um because most people come in they're like i love jim I want to work at a gym all the time. <laughs> I love gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they normally don't last because you quickly realize it's not about being at a gym all day. And it's, it's not about you you're, either. The, the way you make a living is by people paying you for your help. And you, you spend most of your, your time helping people who struggle and don't like this stuff. Yeah. So and you, not people that love it like you do. And that's yeah. not as exciting. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, if you last, it's be, you have to understand you're normally... It can be very frustrating because you're dealing with people who who don't like this and they're struggling, and you gotta um, guide them through. So you, it means you really want to help people because you've really came through it yourself. Yeah, I think it's funny you guys mentioned that because that's something that I forget. Like I forget, like oh, these people like not everybody is like wants to be in a gym all mm -hmm. day long, like or sit there reading research articles about yeah. this stuff all day. Like I guess we're a little bit of a outliers. <laughs> we, we definitely are. And that's something that we always remind ourselves of, you know, when we program the workouts or really anything is that these, most people, it's, you know, sort of a struggle to get to the gym. And I think three that's days like, a week. I don't know. That's like something that has been exciting for me because I've seen how cool it is when you, when it like the flip switches in your mind and you're like, wait, this is fun. Like I enjoy this. Mm -hmm. And I've already seen it like in people in the gym, like mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're like, this is fun. Yeah. And like to be able to be somebody who like guides people towards that. Mm -hmm. Like I yeah, would love to be able to do that. And that's what we want is for people to get to a, a point where, you know, going to the gym is more like, I don't know, brushing your teeth. It's just something you do. And it's something you do for yourself because you know that it, you know, benefits you physically, mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. I mean, really in every way and getting people to that point is really the goal. You know, like if we could get everyone to a point where, they could work out on their own and they learned everything and they right. could strength train consistently. Like that would be really the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. Like, you know, people are always going to need some accountability and some people just like to be told what to do because mm -hmm. they don't want to have to stress about it. And that's fine too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the ultimate goal for us. Yeah. And yeah. I think people hesitate to even start 
working out because it seems like the only benefit is like weight. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it just it changes everything in your life. Like you yeah. just you just become a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your confidence, your you know, your relationships. I mean, everything. Just how you feel about yourself. Yeah, and yeah. and the way you talk to yourself changes because you're you know you're more capable of doing things, and that adds up a lot. Yeah, yeah, and you. I mean, you you challenge yourself. Yeah. Right. It's it's just a it's discomfort. Yeah. We live in such a life where everything gravitates towards comfort. So yeah, to walk in a gym and say I'm gonna lift these and things, do hard things on purpose. Like mm-hmm. yeah, putting yourself in discomfort, it just gives you a an, a little bit of an edge. So and speaking of discomfort, what? So when you had to gain that weight, I, I imagine the way you convinced yourself and to go through that, it was hard, hard mentally, but I'm, was it the bigger picture knowing like I have to do this to improve this bone density? Is that what made you be able to go through that? Yeah, honestly, I have the body type that will gain weight very easily. So it came quite naturally. (laughs) Um, as I was like, I guess eating enough, suddenly I was gaining weight and that was because I wasn't eating enough before. Um, I think, what did you eat more of? Or were you just like... Just in general, I just think I ate bigger meals. Like before it was, I'd have, a, you know, 200 calorie, four meals a day or whatever. So I just wasn't eating a lot. And you shed a tear every time it was time to eat. <laughs> yeah. 200 just, calories. Just one Michael Jordan tear. Yeah. <laughs> 12 almonds. <laughs> well, that was a good lunch. Damn, 200 calories. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, that was, I guess, more when I was on the other extreme. Um, So I I didn't eat like not a lot, but I was also working with a dietitian when I started freshman year of college. So they were having me eat an uncomfortable amount of food. And again, I just kept gaining weight and that also didn't help with running fast. Yeah. I needed it, but it didn't help. Yeah. Um, So yeah, after that point, like I think I just ate bigger meals again. (laughs) It just kind of came naturally. Yeah. And I think with COVID, I was a little bit less active. And so I continued to gain weight. And to be honest, I think like a lot of it came from like a coping mechanism. Like I hated being so much bigger than I was prior, but then all that would do is make you binge. And so like, I think, I, I don't necessarily say that I binged, but I would just cope with food and I would have more snacks or, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of yeah. peanut butter turns into like three spoonfuls and mm. you just sit peanut there butter. you just sit yeah. there saying like this is why I'm so fat and then you just keep so it was just it was very very That's a tough cycle. It was very yeah. draining emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean really in both you went through that mentally with I need to lose weight to be smaller and faster and then all, then the exact opposite end of of the spectrum. Yeah, and I I hated it but I always remind myself like because we did a lot of case studies mm-hmm. um, in nutrition. And I just remember there was one that was, it was, she was probably like a 70-year-old woman who was in the hospital with her like third hip fracture. And I just thought, like, if I don't turn this around, like that's going to be me at like 50. And so yeah. I think that was the big thing. And I got a bone density or the DEXA, um, like at the peak of the weight gain. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we never thought you were going to be able to be this close to normal. And so I that was like okay that helped like this is worth it this was supposed to happen yeah Mm -hmm. that's hard especially like you hit both ends of the spectrum and then like settled in the middle which is very i think hard to do um because they do tug you in Mm -hmm. in each direction so i think it's it's sweet that you've found like a sweet spot and like you're happy and comfortable and like you know loving where you're at yeah i'm excited to see what happens with my bone density at this point too because that last dexo was a year ago and now I've lost weight. I'm sure it's going to be fine, but I take it or I get the next dex in a year. So yeah. I'll be interested to see what happens there. So now, and obviously, when you initially lost the weight and had all the injuries and issues, it was, yeah, just I'm not going to eat. And that negative mindset, then you gain the weight, which, like you just said, even though it was you're gaining, trying to gain the bone density and fix that problem, but there was still a lot of mental, you know, it, it wasn't easy, right? Which people always see the end result and think that right. people have this like smooth ride when in actuality is a complete struggle the whole time that would turn into little binges. But now then when you lost that 30 pounds, what was the difference? 
what uh, did you did, did you set out and say now I'm going to lose this weight or I want to lean out or was it more that you found the strength training and you're like I'm going to pair this with um, a certain type of nu- nutritional approach? What was what what did that look like? I so it wasn't necessarily intentional. I'm a very obsessive type of person, so for me, like intentionality almost doesn't really work because I become like I was when I was gaining that weight. It was all I thought about. And so that, that just leads Mm -hmm. you to like eat more or whatever. Cause I coped with food. And so it actually like, once I met my boyfriend, I think like, I just started realizing that like life was more than the weight gain or whatever. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like, I guess my perspective around food and exercise kind of changed. It was more like, I enjoy lifting and like, I enjoy the foods that I eat. And then all of a sudden I was able to like, actually stop eating when I was full mm-hmm. and I, th- I don't know I think it all changed around like my perspective of yeah life because then you're like food just is different it's not an emotional thing it's just food and yeah. I was able to eat pizza and ice cream again and I think I was like gradually getting more active because I was getting more into like outdoorsy stuff but yeah, I just think that it was perspective because if you are so focused on losing weight, like you're just missing the whole point yeah. and then it just it like puts things in the opposite direction. At least it did for me and I know it does for other people too. Like when you're so focused on weight loss, you just like it doesn't yeah. happen. You get like, like you, con- to, you get like consumed by it. Yeah. And you kind of lose sight like you said of the bigger picture of like, you know, like I want to be able to do things and enjoy mm-hmm. myself and when all you think about is losing weight, like, you know, you have usually a not a good relationship with food and, you know, probably socially or emotionally, you're not in the best place either. And it's basically just all of these negative points coming at you and you're not going to be in a good spot if and that's also, all you yeah, think about. I think about. I, I didn't, because it was all I thought about, I didn't see it as like a long-term journey. It was like, I need to lose weight right now. And like, that's like a problem because again it goes back to like when you're so obsessive it just leads to the opposite mm-hmm. you know direction and so once i like let that go i let go of like the obsession with losing weight right now that was when things started to change and yeah. i was able to kind of balance everything better um and here's the thing most people lo- they're trying they're trying they want to lose weight to solve problems that lo- they're losing mm-hmm. the weight it's not gonna solve yeah yeah and then when you see all you, you get in a good relationship and and then there's other experiences that come along with that and then you can see food as oh i could have pizza you know and watch a movie with my boyfriend and now it's just not about the pizza right it's about the entire experience and then yeah oh i'm full i'm done with the pizza and you still get to have a good experience you develop better relationships with food and then everything else falls into place right yeah so i i I got into like religious fasting and that was kind of when it like The first time that I did it, I had seen somewhere that like, like not eating until three. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. Somebody had passed away. And so I fasted until three and I, at like noon, I was like, why do I feel good? And then at like two, I was like, I have so much energy. I don't know what to do with myself. And like, so then I kind of got into like fasting more. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been interesting because that, I would say that's like the biggest thing that has made me lose the most weight. Cause it, it makes it like kind of easy because you know, like you have less time to eat. Well, it takes, and and it takes the control and fear away from food. Yeah. And then like, yeah, my relationship with food has changed drastically from that too. Yeah. And so I think that was like where the weight changed the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think people, so people want fasting to be a magic bullet in and of mm -hmm. itself. Uh, but really, and I went through it. Same. I've done, the intermittent fasting, 24-hour fast, even a little longer fast, mm-hmm. the Same. whole thing. Brad Pilon, ebook. That, you know, that was I, like, mean, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a fasting. And for me, originally, it's the opposite, right? I'm always scrawny and weak. I got to eat every three hours, six meals a day, or I'm going to... Literally, you could get into where I haven't eaten in two or three hours, and you start having mental breakdowns of like yeah. i'm losing muscle as we speak and i'm breaking away it's so it's 
it sounds crazy, but that's what you, that's the mental state you're in, and your whole life revolves it. So I could be doing something social, but in the back of my mind, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And like, that's, damn, I gotta eat. That's not healthy, right? So when I start experimenting with fasting, you see you're not gonna wither away, yeah, and like you're fun. not tied to the food, and you can go long periods of time without eating, and you gain more energy, and your digestion, you get more time for your body to, for lack of better words, catch up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you gain a lot of mental fortitude i think i think the the biggest benefits of fasting like i've done the 24 hours i've done i think 36 or 48 too or in even intermittent fasting but you realize like what does hungry actually feel mm-hmm. like because a lot of us eat when we're bored or we need entertainment or when we're stressed and when you realize like what true hunger feels like you get a little more in tune with it and you can recognize it better um, and then it also gives you that kind of empowerment to realize, like, I could go way longer than I think without eating, so you're mm-hmm. less impulsive. Because there's times where, like, the moment people get a hunger cue or they think they're hungry, it's like, it's going to be the end of the world if I don't eat in this moment. And they have to go grab something, right? Where in reality, like, you probably could go 12 hours and you're going to be completely fine. Yeah. Like, you're not going to yeah. feel anything. You probably go longer than that. So once you realize that, like... Yeah, it can be empowering to know, like, I have control over this and I don't like need to eat. It's like true intuitive eating. Like, yeah. you learn, yeah. like, your body well, is going to... Cu- like, if you eat every single night at 8 o'clock, it's naturally just going to get hungry at 8 o'clock yeah. because it's used to being fed right Absolutely. then. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know, it's helped me to, like, kind of change my idea of intuitive eating. And going back to, like, the obsession with, like, if you're so obsessed with weight loss, like, for me, what fasting did and the weight loss in general was, like, I have so much energy... I feel the best that I've ever felt in my whole life. Like you're not just losing weight. Like you're, you have to like shift your perspective mm-hmm. into like what you're gaining. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what like can change it. I don't know. Yeah. And another thing is it helps you probably learn to deal. A lot of people's answer and solution to everything is eating, right? So oh, I'm sad or I'm stressed. I eat. But if you kind of maybe go through some time of experimenting with fasting, you're putting the rules on, right? So I'm not eating until whatever, 2 PM. And yeah, if, 10 a.m. you have some work email and you normally would reach for food to deal with that something stressing you out well now you're like well i'm not eating until this time you you find another way to deal with it yeah you kind of recondition you learn i didn't need food to to deal with that you know Mm -hmm. Um, which then is something a little tool in your toolbox for how to handle situations and everything yeah and it's interesting because I don't think I expected it to like change my relationship with food so much, but like I don't feel any guilt when I eat pizza or ice mm-hmm. cream. Like I, I'm just eating it. Like it's yeah. not the end of the world, yeah. and I don't really know why fasting has changed that for me. But yeah, it has. It has. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you know, pizza and ice cream has a lot of nutrition. Like there's vitamins and minerals. Yeah, and the dietitians so, say pizza is the perfect food. Yeah, it has every <laughs> carbs, has, fat, protein. <laughs> exactly. So it's really just that it's it can be a problem because it's super high in calories and which you might need, but it's and it's also easy because it is so delicious to overeat. Mm-hmm. But again, when you're in control of things, you you real you you can stop or you realize, hey, I ate more today. I'll have a little less in my next meal or. If, you know, fasting can give you the confidence to skip a meal. Um, and not because you're trying to starve yourself off. Mm-hmm. You're just, you, you kind of have found that intuitive balance of more and less and what you need to maintain your weight and stuff. Yeah, I think that's like a hard part about social media is a lot of people. It's like, if you count calories, like you have an eating disorder, like don't mm-hmm. fast because you need this. And it's, from having been there it's like all of these things have only led me to more food freedom and Mm -hmm. like more control yeah yeah and it's all your mindset around it like if you think of counting calories as like super restrictive or obsessive then of course like Mm -hmm. you know if that's your mindset towards it that's you know how you're going to feel about it when you do it but if you look at it as like this gives me flexibility Mm -hmm. and the ability to just have some awareness around how much i eat like that's a whole different way to look at it and for me like that's more freeing to me yeah absolutely like i can eat really whatever i want fit it in and i'm i'm good um and it keeps me accountable to myself you know to make sure that i'm where i need to be and where i want to be so yeah and i know as a coach and because you have experienced so much and this is what we all want is there is like that moment where you have the confidence of i have control over food 
and it's like powerful mm -hmm. and that's what you want for people to realize that you can kind of like have that power but it's not easy i mean mm -hmm. again you we could listen to you talk now and and how you feel and it's like man that's where i want to get and it just looks like a straight line yeah it's but taking it's, me nine years yeah yeah and that's i mean look at you know how long it took us to get mm -hmm. there too like it just takes a long time yeah of trying and failing yeah. and maybe for you lost weight gained weight came back mm -hmm. down like yeah. that's not linear at all yeah like, that's and, far from it you know also experienced health issues beyond weight like you mm -hmm. know lost bone density staring down what's this going to look like decades from now if i don't get a handle on this and then to see that's why i love tracking and having some data right so you had bone stuff you know Bone density bone scan. Density. Bone stuff. <laughs> bone yeah, things. Bone stuff. Muscle you got, stuff. You got, you got your bone stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but the, and you were able to see improvement. And then be like, oh, I made this nutritional change. And then this happened. You know, so it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like layers, layers into your confidence and, and excitement for like these things work. Yeah, that's like the cool thing about this industry is that it's very like tangible. Mm -hmm. Like you can see the changes and... Like, yeah. whether it's blood work or mm -hmm. your weight, I don't know. It's all just, you just experiment and see what happens. Yeah. Well, did you see the, um, one of the clients in the Facebook group? Yeah. I mean, to, to, like, to this day, I mean, I've been doing this 16 years. And every time that happens. Those are the best, man. So you're exciting. like, this is why I do yeah. it. This is why I want to do 16 more years. Mm -hmm. And to know, and here, it's like a catch 22 because i know there's a lot of new people in the group and they'll see that post so a client posted how you know she's thankful for the gym and her coaches and she's lost since november 32 pounds but more importantly her she went to the doctor and like left with good vibes because she her cholesterol was perfect her blood work was perfect like she got an a plus report card and she was just really feeling it but i also know there's a lot of new people and they could see that and mm -hmm. be like man like she must have just said, I'm going to do this and rode the wave. And there it is. And when and in that, reality, we know what it took I, for her to get there. We're digging in that person the last two years, mm -hmm. right? We've been same stuff and she'll go a week and f fall off and struggle and, and teeter, totter back and forth and have not the best word, but like relapses. And I mean, it was a whole struggle to where it finally clicked two years later. And it, it literally, it literally clicked because, I mean, she just, yeah, six months, 30 pounds. That's basically as good as it gets. And I think that's what, like, keeps you going. Like, if you actually see those results, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's hard if you're starting and it's been a month and nothing's changed. You're like, well, screw this. Yeah, like, this isn't not, worth it. Yeah. But we, you know, she just came to trust us over time. And what you'll see, I mean, the really gratifying part is, you know, someone easily has a decision to face those things and just, I'll just take the medication and end in a mental place for the next 20, and everything just gets worse. Where she fixed it all with literally exercise and diet. Yeah, as I got into like the research on like fasting and I got into like insulin mm -hmm. and like the truth of the matter is like with diabetes, like all of these conditions, like the medications aren't going to make you feel any better. It mm -hmm. might like put things at bay, but like your lifestyle can change everything mm -hmm. like yeah. for how you actually feel. And like, that's what you should be like really going for. Yeah. And I'll tell you someone like in her situation and we, more and more we see it, the longer we've been in business, people won't want to hear this, but this is the idea, the ideal path, the ideal path where our clients who end up, things click and then they maintain the results and i mean it's just there or people who struggle for one to two three years mm -hmm. and then it happens but that struggle like that's the work yeah, that, that's what builds it all a lot of times people come in and say it's more like super shotgun challenge approach and they may even get great results initially but it always yeah, crumbles it, yeah whereas the slower, longer approach. Well, that's working like at it. peeling back a lot of layers and it takes mm -hmm. time to do that for people, whether yeah. it's like emotional stuff or whatever yeah. it may be. Like it takes, you know, one to three years to do that. It doesn't happen in six mm -hmm. weeks. You can't unpack all of that in six weeks and expect to have a new person at the end of it. It just yeah. takes more time. 
And like your situation, Julia, yeah, you things kind of you got to a good place, dropped the thirty pounds, bone density is good, found your your movement that you really enjoy and mm-hmm. love, and you could look at the, someone could look at that and be like, man, that all kind of happened. But the reality is, there's yeah six seven years of pain, struggle, and struggle, yeah. and up and yeah. down, and um, you know, and even on the surface, which is someone could see that oh, you chose that degree and. They're probably like, you're probably like really love it. And it's just happy thing. And, and but the reality is you. like you fell into it because internally, like there was, I have to f- crack this code. I have to learn this. Yeah. This is really uh, a struggle of mine. So it's almost more out of um, coming from that place mm-hmm. that even drew you there. Yeah. And it's funny because um, at one point, like I was thinking of transferring because I just, I don't know, I wasn't super happy in college and everyone was like, well, if you started off in like in, in a bad mindset then like because dietetics is kind of hard to find in a college and the closest school was still three and a half hours away from home so it's not that much of a difference than five um and i just like i just knew that like because of those struggles that's why i want to continue in this and people just thought like well this is the rest of your life like you're not going to be able to sustain a healthy mindset if like you're doing this the rest of your life and i just like i just know like this is Mm -hmm. like that's like the most important part is the fact that I fell into it because of that, because now I can take all that and help people in a different way than if I had just gone into it because it was not something that I had ever had to battle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And people need it more and more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever I go to, you go out to the store or whatnot and you see I people's mean, carts. Yeah. You see their carts and, and then when you initially meet with people and you see where their heads at and what they think they need to do versus what they actually need to do and um yeah and you turn on the radio or social media and you see the marketing and the food and now now the thing that motivates me more and more is you see the young kids Mm -hmm. you know and you see problems that you know it used to be heart disease like men you they'd hit 50 and yeah start dropping from heart disease um now it's happening to guys in their 30s Mm -hmm. And now we have a whole another generation that's kind of reaching obesity and type two diabetes, and when they're nine years old. Right. So what do you think? Yeah. What are the, What are they going to be like in when another older? decade or two? We're going to start seeing people in their twenties dropping from heart disease. So there's a lot, like a lot of yeah. people that need help. A yeah. lot. Yeah. So and it and only gets and sometimes we can get frustrated as coaches because it's hard to get people to change and. Um, but that's why it's important because if it was easy, no one wouldn't be having the problem. Yeah. 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 Our environment makes it very difficult for people to navigate that. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. And that's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah. Food environment. I mean, even in the last three years, though, with the food um, delivery apps, like, that's a whole nother level of environment that makes at least before you had to walk you to had your, to go yeah. somewhere you had to get out of your house walk to your car and walk back from you now we've eliminated to even walking to your car part and there you you can get in the food you're going to order is going to be delicious and highly calorie dense so it's you know it's a lot to, to work against mm-hmm. but that's why we have people like julia yep. coming coming up exactly keep, keep it going Keep us old farts from ruining everything, <laughs> which is also, which hopefully will stay, you know, and this is any industry, yeah. it, you can get stuck in your ways. Um, but luckily that is what I like about all the information is it does rapidly change. And if you stay plugged in, you can, you can adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we've done well as a gym, which yeah, as a gym, you could easily get stuck on. This just is pushing the exercise, but we saw early on that for change, nutrition was a big part. So we always implemented nu- nutrition coaching as part of our program. And now as we've evolved and gone on with time, it's a, it's an element that people are seeking out and asking for, and we've gotten a lot of experience with it. So, um, hopefully, you know, it keeps us ahead of the curve and yeah, we do a good job of that and yeah. hopefully staying ahead of the curve mm-hmm. and, and not, that's not settling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. Like as research evolves, like I think one of the, my favorite things about Coastal is that it is like very open to like to whatever. see what works for yeah. like individuals. And so with nutrition, it's like, well, this came out, let's try it and see what happens. Like it might work for somebody mm-hmm. and it might not, but like we figure out what works on like an individual basis. And that's like 
the most important thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're just going to do what works, period. Mm-hmm. No matter what that looks like, like that's what we're going to go for yeah. with no real attachment to anything. Yeah. That's what I've always said. If I'm super results oriented and legit, if running three miles every day was like the answer, like that's what I would do. That's yep. what I would have Same. our clients work towards doing. But, you know, most stuff and then also we see working with people points to a you know resistance training walking um and then managing your your total food intake so kind of shuffling people towards that is where we're at now but mm-hmm. if you know something changes or you you learn more um then we'll, we'll shift yeah we'll yeah. change but and really what we've learned is and the mistake i made early on was um thinking there's a best approach for everyone but it's you know as far as like the super details right so even with training right like well i used to really be into the the big three you know the squat big squat deadlift bench press that solves all your problems and the reality is you know most i mean it, some people it's fine they have the structure for it and maybe the age for it and um but then we quickly learned you know a lot of people we put them on a barbell back squat and 90% of the people shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, they just don't have the mobility and, or they've lost the mobility and they're not going to have the time to work on mobility. Yeah. So what can we do? Yeah. But we want them to squat. Best, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, Hey, a goblet squat might be better. Um, and someone else, they might be, maybe they, they're overweight and that, and them squatting just their body weight alone is enough. They don't even need the dumbbell and, but they have trouble getting low. So you have them do a little, squat to a bench um so people need different variations same thing with nutrition right okay some you could have someone who never struggled with their weight when they were younger maybe they were alpha athlete who alpha everything came easy and natural they just never had those struggles but now they've just kind of through life responsibility they rely on convenient food but they have no emotional eating issues well yeah you can kind of give them hey here count your calories and eat this amount of protein and they latch on on day and they one do it and they're and good do it and it works fine where someone else because of yeah maybe when they were younger they starved themselves to run faster and now and they have some issues and they've yo-yoed over the years yes the same principles apply and will work but you have to take a different approach um and maybe you don't even know about their Eating, past. eating issue when they were in high school because they don't want to tell you yet mm-hmm. and you got to get to know them for a year and a half and then it comes out and you have a breakthrough mm-hmm. so it's it's you know you have to respect that so yeah now when i was a younger coach i didn't think about it. it's like here's what you need to do for yeah to get and, results. and why aren't you doing this this works oh you're not doing it that's on you right whereas now we know if we can keep them engaged long enough, it will click, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's three years or one year. Um, and maybe they're not ready to tell us something. So it's, um, yeah, l- learning the nuances of, of it all. Mm-hmm. But and then hopefully we can, you can fast forward all that and, and you get to have, you know, that knowledge going into it ahead of time and be more patient and, and with people to, yeah, get them to, to know, like, and trust, and they get get uh, get there faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's let's wrap it up. That's yeah. an hour. We'll wrap it up. Hope y'all enjoyed learning from Julia. So I know we we've learned a lot having yes. her. And yeah, we some still, new blood. Yeah, we still get you leave in August, right? Uh, like the, late August. Late August. She'll so, be here for yeah two month, months, month and a half. Another month and a half. Yeah. Where are we? I don't even know. No, it's about to be July. Like two months. Yeah. yeah, it's it. Yeah, tomorrow's July, I think. Mm-hmm. So All two right. more months. So yeah, let us know what you think if you want. Um, Julia has has an Instagram, right? Yes, Julia McMasters. I also have a fitness one. It's just jmac underscore fit. I think mm. there might be an underscore in the front. She's got her influencer. The influencer got a whole three hundred followers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean. I've been working at it for years and it just doesn't budge. I got to do more booty shots. I know that's what I was going to say, man. Like you got to, you got to pull those shorts out or the leggings that go up, the leggings that go up your butt crack. They have ones with bows on it now. Do they? Goes up and then there's like a bow in it. Wait. Oh, like an actual, like physical, like bow. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They like would sit on the top. 
That's what you I need. I think it's in the middle. Oh, in the middle? I don't know. I don't have any, so I don't know, but <laughs> mm. that's what you need to start posting pics of, man. Yeah. Do your lateral band walks. Yeah, we all this talk about um, information and connecting with people, the reality is. People just, just, people just want to look at butts all day. Yeah, you just got to get some, <laughs> some butts and bicep pictures out there. Butts and buys. But, so yeah, hit us up if you have anything or you want to connect. And yeah, let us know. Topics you want to hear. Questions. Guests. Criticism. Really, I we think, can take it. I think people just want to hear not us. Yeah. Because when we have... Like, when's the next guest coming on? When we have guests, we, 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 it goes more downloads. So that's the key. So we will keep bringing you other people than, than Will and We Gary. can just trick people. It's just us, but we say there's a guest. Mm-hmm. Get our downloads that way. Just start walk, combing the streets. Yeah. Pulling people in. Just some guy doing construction down the street. All right. Well, y'all have a good week. We'll be back back at it next week. See ya. Thanks for having me. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.